Welcome to By Design, where we offer encouragement for your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And we're just really glad that you're here with us today. You can head over to our website too. It's bydesignpodcast.com. That's a great place to connect and subscribe and find links to all the good stuff. So head over there. Today's really fun. We get to have one of Danette's and my sweet, sweet friends who has been like such a source of encouragement. And Danette, we've talked a lot about um, the importance of community and mentoring mm-hmm. and having people in your life and ha- having people in your life that are a step ahead of you um, mm-hmm. in parenting and in marriage and different things. So that has been a gift to me in the form of my friend, Shannon Courtney. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. with us today. Hi, Shannon. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so fun because I feel like I've hoarded all of your wisdom <laughs> to myself and I've talked about it with my friends, but I'm like, it'd be so fun to like get her on here to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, share the wealth and encourage other moms and stuff. So mm-hmm. I um, clean your wisdom through Lindsay telling me stories. And sometimes it's not even, <laughs> it's like telephone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I trust everything coming from me. Oh, so. that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's yeah. good to have her here just to. Right. And, you know, we are sort of passionate about this whole idea of mentoring. And, you know, there are women in your communities, as uh, whoever's listening, there are women in your communities who have been there already who can help mm-hmm. kind of support you and give you wisdom and that you can kind they of can challenge you when you need yeah, it. Yeah. And so, they can kind of true. kick you in the butt if you need it. But that's the thing is that. Um, you know, it doesn't always have to be like a famous writer or someone on the stage or, you know, sometimes there's people right in your community who God can really use. You just have to get yourself out there and get in these relationships. So right. So how did you get into this position that I don't even think you realize you're in, which yeah. I think is even more darling. Right. This isn't like a formal mentoring relationship. No. This is just, it just happened. So yeah. So um, it, it is scary sitting over here and hear you, hearing you call me wise. I kind of <laughs> cringe under that title, but um if I am wise, if I have ever spoken any word of wisdom, it, it is from our Savior because mm-hmm. He is the author of all wisdom. And um, just a story, uh, I had, I have four kids and I remember the day then that I was just sure they were going to eat me alive and mm-hmm. um, having a three-year-old that made me feel so stupid because I mm-hmm. could not parent this child and help it. Um, them understand, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing the story of um, King Solomon and who God offered him wealth or wisdom, and he chose wisdom and Mm. was given both. Yeah. And um, I just remember God honored that prayer of of receiving wisdom. That is that is something that He honors, and I just remember praying desperately for wisdom because God had given me these kids that I felt I was not connecting with Mm. and helping them understand and so begging for wisdom. And I just remember that I I have prayed that prayer now for 20 some years (laughs) because it's, and I do believe he honors it. Mm -hmm. I think he gives you wisdom for the situation you're in. So can you so, give a little background? You're married. I am. For how many years? Um, so 28 years. <gasps> and um, Brad and I got married uh, right after he finished college. And we spent 10 years in the Air Force, moving around a little bit. And then we got out of the military and lived a couple years in Colorado and then moved here to Valparaiso, Indiana. Me kicking and screaming the whole way. Oh, I love Air it. did not want to come. <laughs> and... Uh, 
So, yeah, and um, along the way, God has been very faithful. Looking back, as always, we can see the faithfulness of our of our God, and He just has been very faithful to put us in positions that I truly believe have benefited our marriage and mm-hmm. our kids. And um, that's so great. So, and yeah. your kids span now the ages. Mm-hmm. Your oldest is twenty five here in a month or so. And your youngest is does. just turned sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> Hey, you're still alive. If you've got four I, kids, you're learning how to drive. That's pretty that, good. That is very true. <laughs> Teaching that last one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. get all the wisdom about that when yeah, I get there for sure. Yeah, I'm just... Let your husbands do it. That's my wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a good one. I'm still trying to get my kids to brush their teeth and not mm-hmm. lie to me about it. So that's something I have questions yeah. about. But just, you know, I have little ones. Lynn, yours are little and like we kind, kind of span the whole gamut. You yeah. know, like my youngest is the age of your oldest. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Right. So we've got all, and, yeah. all ages. Yeah. yeah. I remember when my kids were really little, Um, you know, when like my first... Like when they were like three and two, my oldest um, were about ages three and two. And I was just trying to direct them uh, and how to behave. But I also wanted to tie God's word into it. And I had no words. I didn't even know how to say those things to my kids because I I had never done it before. And so I, um, there was like a couple friends of mine that were ahead of me in years and I remember talking to them about it and I was amazed at the things that they would say to their kids like the those just simple one or two liners like bringing them back to God's word mm-hmm. that just like changed everything because I was literally that just like dumbfounded so when you were talking about your little ones you know Shannon not being able to direct them and yeah I, I know mm-hmm. I, I know that struggle and it's so helpful to have someone to to be able to help you along mm. and I do I think uh I think one thing Brad and I would both tell you is that we did not start out raising our kids, bringing God's word into it. We we were believers, but we were um, obedience driven. You know, mm. we um, Brad and I both were very happy pleasing those around us, and so that's what we thought would drive our kids. You know, mm. just if you want to please me, you will do these things, and so that's. Oh, how we started parenting, realizing that, you know what, your kids don't always want to please you. Not all of them. Right. Or not in the same way that you right. would like them to right. anyway. And again, going back to, okay, God, give me wisdom here and learning to um, bringing Jesus into just the very simplest of things like brushing your teeth mm-hmm. and reminding them that Jesus loved loves them. And some of the things we do may seem like a pain, but we do it for their health, which is part of Jesus Mm -hmm. loving us. And we have been taught that brushing our teeth every day makes it so that when we are 25, 35, we have our teeth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's simple, but it's, you know, He loves us. And so, some Mm -hmm. of these things are just because He knows they're healthy for us, even though they seem like such a drag at the age of two Mm -hmm. or three to Mm -hmm. have to do this every night. and. Mm -hmm. What would you say is something that you find yourself sharing a lot to like young moms about like, you know, whether the kids are my age or they're Danette's age, I know there's a difference. You know, we've talked about before how, you know, when they're real little, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it is obedience. You do this because I say so. Mm-hmm. And that's because you can't run into the street. You will die. Like, right. you know, it's like for your safety. And then as it gets older, they should still be obeying because you've taught that when they're younger but, you know, you were saying how, like, then you have to work on, like, deception. You know what I mean? And there's right. other things. There's but really, it all bigger. stems when they're younger. Um, 
So what is something that carries through that you think would be like a common thread, regardless of age, that you've had to deal with at every stage? You mean issues as far as the kids themselves or how, like an ideal or a... Yeah. An, just a, like way, common, the way, what has mm-hmm. kind of backed up my parenting maybe? Yeah. Like what has kept you going, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> you know, I think, and we we joke about this, but from the... from. The very beginning when they are babies, uh, my, our goal has been to get them out of the house, right? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, we, and we, do, we joke, <laughs> we joke, but, and even for me, it was my goal from the time they woke up in the morning was to get them to go to sleep at night. And um, with my husband being gone a lot, I needed that to be around seven or eight a, a PM. So, um, so that I'd have a couple hours of sand, same time. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to back it up then. If I need them to go to bed at eight, I need them to be up from their nap at four. And if I want them up at their nap at four, they need to be going down for the nap at one. So I say that all, how does that transfer Mm. into getting them out of the house? Well, I want them to be able to, um, to support themselves. And what does that take? Well, for some, it takes college. For some, it takes a trade. It, um, but what it does take is a worth work ethic. So that has to start back when they're three or four. And um, I remember my oldest, who my oldest, um, I should probably not name names here, but um, <laughs> I had been cleaning her room, you know, cleaning it with her, cleaning it for her. And by the time I had the third kid, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. She's very capable of picking up and putting in the right bin and. And so I had, we, we kind of went through a time or two of this is where things go. And then I said, now it's time for you to do it yourself. And after finally getting in the, in the room, she screamed solid for 45 minutes. And I remember walking in and saying, so um, has your screaming over the last 45 minutes helped you? Mm-hmm. Is your room clean? Mm-hmm. No. So you don't get out of it. You know, I mean, so it basically teaching her at that point that you can complain, moan and groan all you want. But the job still has to be done. And that's a work ethic. So mm, let's not do the that. screaming for 45 minutes. Let's just do the work. And we can make it fun. We can put on music. Mm. We can sing. We can, you yeah. know, however that looks. You can convince your little brother to help you. But basically, the room has to be clean for the next thing and that you want to happen in your day to happen. And so we we need to be looking forward to where we want our kids and then work backwards. We want, I wanted... Brad and I wanted our children to, and we do pray for um, their salvation. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do that? We need to make that number one in our home. And there are there are disciplines involved with that, going to church, um, being involved uh, in a deeper setting, like a Bible study or youth group or whatever that looks like. It's changed through the years, Awana, mm-hmm. you know, different things, yeah. lots of different stuff out there. But... Um, it needed to be part of our daily walk if we want it to be part of their daily walk. Right. And so it's it's looking forward to where we want our kids to be. I want my girls to be good moms and wives someday or whatever God calls them to be. Yeah. I want my boys to be good husbands and fathers or both of them are military. I want them to be good soldiers. So look, let's back it up. What do we need from, what do we need to ask of them when they're little 
so that they can accomplish that when they're older. Mm -hmm. Because they're not going to turn on a light and know how to serve somebody else or, you know, snap their fingers and learn how to put somebody else before them, their own selves, or snap their fingers and have a job. You know, there's preparation that has Mm -hmm. to go into those things. I love it. We have some, like, we call them like Courtneyisms in our house, which you're welcome. I know I'm, I'm sorry, Felsman kids. <laughs> it's so funny. So, no, like one of those things. I remember you teaching teaching me. Like honestly, because I had never had a like when Hudson first went into fifth grade. Um, I remember you were like, "Get him an alarm clock." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has been something that I absolutely love, and Kurt and I are totally on board with this one. But this is like just simple, like teaching your kids how to manage their time and be responsible human beings, so yeah. that they can be a good employee one mm-hmm. day and whatever. And can you tell them why you get them a clock when they? Yeah. Started? So in fifth grade, they, and this is this is our home. You know, everybody else can exactly. tweak it for theirs, but in our home in fifth grade, which is still middle school, so it's the latest school time they're going to get. They got um, an alarm clock for Christmas, and with the thinking that they really do need to be learning how to wake themselves up and get their own bodies out of bed, and um, because. Whether and I can say all the time I had four kids, but you know what? Even with one child, it there needs to be a time when it is no longer the mom's job to get them out of bed or the Absolutely. dad's, and um, they need to be planning out their day. They need to be having what they need ready to go to school, um, and and that that organization which also does them well in the future because they leave your home and no one else is going to run them lunch no. or run them the report that they were supposed to have for work right. or you know run them whatever it is they were needed to have they're just going to have to go without and so that stuff started pretty early in our mm-hmm. home because i just believe that they learn it in the home they were they're going to take it out of the home absolutely well and that goes both ways, actually. Good habits and bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I you think um, there, there's so much to be said for having our kids take on tasks mm-hmm. that they can handle. Like even just the getting their lunches together. Yep. Maybe they don't make the sandwich, but maybe they get all the snacks in the bag. And maybe they have to get out of bed a little earlier to get those things mm-hmm. done. I remember hearing someone talk about when they went on a mission trip to Guatemala. And I know that you've been there, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Just about how the young the young women in this home were using knives to cut and to prep dinner maybe. And they were little girls. Like mm-hmm. maybe they're five or six or something. I, I, you might yeah. have to correct me. But like how as moms, we, we protect and provide sometimes in our culture. We over provide for our kids so that, and it might just be a generational thing. Where, you know, right now, I feel right. like I'm kind of part of that generation where we kind of baby and over provide and then they're not able to do these things on their own. But like you can get small kids to use a knife and it's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... They don't run with them. No. <laughs> but I'm just saying that those yeah. girls knew how to handle knives, right? Yes. And they and another point, they were up at five and did a lot of this stuff before they went to school. We do. I do think we, we really um, give and serve our children too much. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but... Um, you know, just teaching things like the the whole lunch thing. Um, I have I am usually very willing to help with lunch, but I'm not going to make your lunch while you're sleeping for extra ten minutes. Mm-hmm. That that to me is just not a good habit, right? It's your lunch. You want to eat the lunch, so you get up and you start making your lunch. I'm most likely going to step in and help, mm-hmm. but don't expect me to do it while you're watching TV or sleeping mm-hmm. another ten minutes. 
Yeah, at a certain age again, but it right. is amazing. You know, I've had friends who very wisely had their kids t- um, cleaning the bathroom at three, four with the little wipes. Now, was it done to, you know, a really good <laughs> yes. standard? No, you go in after and you finish it up. Mm-hmm. But um, they, those little ones actually love to do oh, that. They want to help. Mm-hmm. They're made, like, we're yeah. made to work. Like, my yeah. kids love that. Like, it's funny. Everyone will, like, beg me, can I please, like, Clean the bathroom, my baby. You never have to ask me. Yeah, <laughs> really. Even if I just cleaned it, and you're like, I want to clean it too. Mm-hmm. Right. We started that a while back, and we're not doing it now. Where like punishment was always a chore, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> it was great. You know, like if they weren't whining or whatever. Okay, that's a chore. So you have to go around the house and pick up all the socks and fold them and put them away or whatever. But um, they were asking for more chores, like right. because they liked them. But I tell you what, I I have um, you know, one child who loves to clean and organize and put things away. And one child that is always hiding when it's time. And Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating that that child never wants to work. And we really have to um, pursue them to to get anything done. And it's like pulling teeth. And so um, I was just wondering, it's kind of a selfish question, but because this is my child, but do you have any advice for (laughs) the kids that hide and don't want to work and like want their mom, like this is... um, it's a son, so it's one of my boys, and he, you know, he was the baby that, the little guy who would let me do his seatbelt in the car. He'd let me put his shoes on. He still wants me to tie his shoes, and the other kids want to do everything themselves. Right. They're, I have to stand there and wait for them to put their seatbelts on at age two, and it's right. so frustrating, so, yeah. but this one Slow. lets me do everything. Mm-hmm. It's hard. His poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And um, so I think the first thing I would... Um, use is just using how how they're they're growing up and tie the responsibility to the fun um Hmm. like in our house um you didn't get gum until you were four but at four you also got to do other (laughs) things that you couldn't do you know so like you tie the responsibility to the privilege of being older Hmm. and um Hmm. Try to try to grab their heart that way. Yes, I I know that this is no fun to have to do all this for mm-hmm. yourself, but you get to do this. Um, hmm. at, play outside by yourself for a short amount of time, or you know yeah. whatever it may be, or help mommy in the kitchen for dinner with a knife. You know yeah. whatever that happens to be. <laughs> grab their heart, knowing Your that a boy will be all over that. Yeah, like yeah, knife. both and. <laughs> My boys love that. There's responsibility and privilege, though. To yeah, then there should be privilege that comes with age in your home. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. And what happens to the 12 year old happens to the 12 year old, not now the 10 year old, eight year old, and six year old, just because. Yes, the twelve-year-old gets it. I oh, that's we hard. have levels. Oh, and yeah. I that has been something that actually has been really freeing for me because I do, you know, that is something like you know when the, when it's his birthday, his brother also gets a present, so he doesn't feel left out. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, this no, is no, no. his birthday, right? Like, you know, and like that whole mentality with anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's been something that's been really great that we've been implementing more like older no. bed but later bedtimes you know mm. to stay up when all the siblings go to bed that's huge oh yeah mm. it's really sad for the youngest but it, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay one day they'll get there yeah. <laughs> i remember my youngest we'd we'd find her asleep on our on our landing you know mm. so she'd go out there and lay down so she could like uh, kind of uh, still be a part of it yeah oh Which, no but it's that's cute <laughs> cute to see but that's like remember you know mm-hmm. that's that's not all bad. Like, no. Yeah. No. And it's for their good. That's what, right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the kids don't necessarily always understand, but 
Yeah. And they don't get everything just because they want it. There's a time and a place. And- well, I remember feeling so like I had just moved here. I had these three little kids. Um, you know, Hudson had just turned six. So they were like six, four and a year and a half. And I think it was like there's a panel of parents talking. And, you know, I hadn't really got into the whole uh, parenting where my kids are going for sleepovers and mm-hmm. they're going to another person's house. I was just almost so afraid of that because of my past that I was just mm-hmm. not wanting it to right. happen. Just have all your friends always come to our house. You know, that was like the easy right. answer. Um, where I can control what you're watching and who's influencing you and all these things. And um, I remember hearing you say that you asked the parents, like wherever your kids are going, what are they going to be watching? Mm-hmm. And um, While they were younger. While yeah. they were, when they were younger, mm-hmm. yes. And when, when they're, you know, in your charge. And I just remember feeling so like, okay, I can do that. You know, like I'm not crazy mm-hmm. for for asking, you know, what will they be watching? And right. who will be there? And, you know, we just don't want to upset our kids. And (laughs) we've had to make some calls where we're not going to let you go there. And it's not because we don't love that person. It's because we love you and we don't know that person. And Mm -hmm. um, that can be hard though in this culture where no one really wants to say no to their kids. They want them to have... Well, and I do think we have to get to a point where we're okay being the weird parent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so as like Christian moms that, you know, we're trying to... We're trying to um, train our kids up in the ways of God, right? And more is caught than taught, which is terrifying, oh, but good, also yeah. wonderful, right? And all of these things, you know, our kids are getting older and our kids are not going to be perfect and they're going to fall. They're going to make mistakes. I'm not for one second thinking my kids are mm-hmm. not going to screw up and because that's how we learn. Right. So let's say I'm a mom and I see another mom comes to me and says, I saw one of your sons doing this. Um. How will I react? You know, like we're starting to get into that area where our kids are getting older and they're being exposed to more things and they're not with us a lot of the time. Right. Right. And I and I think that is very hard, but so important. Um, I just as a believer, because I think, you know, I would hope that if my friends see me doing something that is against Christ teaching that is not making the gospel beautiful, right? Um, mm-hmm. That they would love me enough to tell me, right? And I and I think when we frame it that way, that sometimes hitting into a hard conversation is actually loving that other person well. And um, when a parent comes to us uh, revealing something about our child, um, oh, I pray that we would really receive that and start asking a lot of questions. Right. And we, we've done that before because sometimes questions will reveal that it really wasn't as bad as it may have seemed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes questions reveal that it was just exactly what that parent saw and it needs to be dealt with. And um, I do. I think that's very important that as moms, we are a team. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing we have been given children to parent and every child is different and ha- may need to be parented slightly different. And, um, but we should at least, if nothing else, receive what that other parent says and, and, you know, look into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll tell you, can I share an experience please, with that? Please. When we lived in Colorado, um, one of my little guys got into a fight with a neighborhood kid and that mom came down to my house and um, oh, 
she she told me that well first of all the son came in just screaming like he was frantic and because he, he knew he was in a lot of trouble and um and uh, but i'd never quite seen him like this he was he was you know saying i didn't do that i didn't do that but anyway so then the mom came down and kind of filled me into what had happened and then um handed me a parenting book no <laughs> and, and oh i um uh, you know, I had a choice right then. Did I think that was the best way to do that? No, because we weren't like we weren't oh, like walking like... together friends. We were acquaintances. So, mm-hmm. but okay, I had I had a choice right then, and I I took it, and I said, I you know, I really appreciate you letting me know this, and I and I will look at this book. Mm-hmm. And all inside, I just wanted to like throw it at her head, <laughs> and um, <laughs> but. You know, I started talking to my son about what had happened, and I looked at the book, and it was a fine book. And about two days later, that same mom came down, and she said, you know, I just need to tell you, I've gotten more information. And it actually, it it affirmed to me that though my son had done wrong, he was not the only one in the wrong. Right. And um, and I just thought, you know, if I had taken that book or not taken that book and, and kind of acted snotty about it, she probably wouldn't have felt as, as, or as good about coming back and and you know what we became good friends actually after that or at least friendly friends you know because yeah, we had right. two little boys at clash so yeah um but oh that's I, a good lesson though like how we respond right and even though it took a while to figure out that it wasn't all my son's fault um it was worth just sitting back and just taking the book you know mm. and asking some questions because i could have put a bunch of walls up and acted like, um, you know, my son, there's, well, and there's no way that my son did what you're saying he did and, you know, all of that. And it just, it would have made the situation completely different. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I did act well during that one. I don't, I haven't always done that, but I do. I think it's important that we are willing to hear things about our children that maybe we don't see ourselves. Wow, that's good. Can I flip that around? Please. <laughs> now can you flip that around? Because I think it's really, really hard when we feel like we have to approach other parents about things that we may have found about their children. Right. And um, we live in a day and age of, you know, mind your own business and don't be a tattletale. But I do believe that there are some times, whether it be bullying or, you know, as the t- kids get older and drinking and driving or texting and driving right. or drugs or um, other behavior that is not, that is harmful to the child or harmful to others. Around the, that, right. that um, it is, it is part of our responsibility to mm-hmm. try to help that child be dealt with appropriately in love you know and with grace but if parents cannot if parents are do not know what's going on in the hearts of their child they cannot help direct it Mm -hmm. and um again this needs to be done with wisdom and discernment because not every Mm -hmm. not every misdeed of a child needs to be reported to the parents but um you know i was uh, allowed to know that one of my children was driving way too fast through the church parking lot. And um, I appreciated that because um, these these kids, some of them um, can think ahead, but some of them just are having fun with their life and don't think of future and um, <laughs> right. need to be you know informed <laughs> that we have to be careful because yeah. there are lots of people running around that um, right. parking lot. And so I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it was helpful. Yeah, yeah. I also think that as parents, we, you know, need to be mature in the way that we handle these things. Like, um, so let's say we do have to talk to a parent to explain something about their child. And it's so important, I think, to maybe only talk to that parent. Yeah. Don't talk to your friends about what that kid, that what their well, someone so and so's kid do. Just keep <laughs> it, it quiet. It Even for moms of littles, like when I, someone's you know child is spitting in another kid's face, I don't need to be telling other moms that well, your her child spit in my son's face and has no respect. Or you know, you right, don't have to. Right. You can it's talk to the you can talk yeah. to the parent, and mm-hmm. then you can only talk to the parent. I say, like, I, I right. just feel like. Uh, it's better for everyone involved and, and, well, and for the good it, of the you're child. you're teaching your kid something by doing that too. Yeah. Like if your kid knows about the situation and he knows that you've only gone to that parent and that's mm-hmm. it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or you've gone and got wise counsel before dealing with it or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like that's or, or the kids that are around, like that's another opportunity to use wisdom. Because you're protecting that that child, even at the age of three, you know, that child doesn't need to be ridiculed publicly or you know yeah. or any of it and so we are we establish a trust that we just we just are loving you mm-hmm. enough to to want you to know that so you can deal with this mm-hmm. in the way you think you you should um mm-hmm. instead of talking behind their back and having right and you know i've i've heard and seen situations where maybe there's been a kid who's really wild i maybe a young boy in church that everyone kind of knows he's the bad kid in class and mm-hmm. like you know does is the parents don't know that but is anyone ever like instead of just talking about it amongst adults is anyone ever going to that parent and say you know your your child is kind of struggling to listen and to do you know like mm-hmm. but there's a lot of sidebar conversations oh, yeah. that um aren't for the good of the child and you know but we're so afraid we're so afraid to talk to the parent yeah it's 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 hard to do and that kind of doesn't make sense right we are willing to badmouth that child's name Mm -hmm. to other people but we're not willing to go to the parent the one who can actually help Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of a, a weird thinking and um but like i said at the beginning we have to be okay sometimes being the weird parent mm-hmm. or being the informer sometimes i yeah. do think there is a place for that yeah tell us about that because you've talked um i've heard you say things about tattling and informing and i kind of love your perspective mm. well we've also gleaned from this yeah, yeah. And the so, and I know. um oh my gosh this so, is so i great. uh i we did not use the we'd never i never said to my kids don't be a tattletale because I do believe that parents need to be informed sometimes of what's going on in the house. And since you can't be everywhere at once, and often you're happy to have your kids playing in a different room, there are there are times when it need what what's going on needs to be told. And um, I think of, you know, the whole he hit me, she hit me. Um, it can get burdensome, but I didn't want my kids hitting each other. And so I didn't, you know, blaze in and yell and scream. We we tried to. <laughs> oh, I tried. Crap. Yeah, you know, I'm like I'm writing this down. Yeah, yeah. Fail. <laughs> um, conflict resolution. Mm. People that can start happening at the age of two mm. or even beyond. You know, I mean the the words they may not understand it until they're teenagers or beyond. But the words of um, make it you make it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah true. But. You know, the words we speak of, um, you need to use your words. What what happened? You know, did 
and and well, he he um she bossed me around, um, and that makes you frustrated because you know, well, I wanted to do it this way. Okay, did hitting help you? Did it you know? Did it help you get your way? You know, just kind of the questions that come alongside, or he took this and. Because um, it, it is it is hard to deal with this th- stuff all the time, but I didn't want a child who took toys from everybody. Mm. And if they can do it at home, they'll do it elsewhere. And um, I didn't I didn't want my children to take advantage of each other. And I have really different kids. And um, you know, teaching the I hear that you think you're joking, but they're crying. Is that right. what a jo- is that the result of a joke? Should crying be the result of a joke? And I'm going to flip that around. I, I had a victim. I had a professional victim in my home. Mm-hmm. And to teach them to not be professional mm-hmm. victim. You know, if you know their heart is joking, then take it as a joke. Now, maybe we need to refine what right. we joke about. But um, Oh, see, that's right where we are right now. You know, <laughs> we're in the throes of the I'm joking. I don't no, want no. I, right, but I don't want a bully, but I don't want a victim either. Yeah. Learning to stand up and voice your opinion, not closing in and um shutting down or crying or and just disappearing, you know, we, it's it's both sides that I I felt like I can't deal with their hearts unless I know what's going on. Mm. And so um, and we've had, you know, those industrial kids that wanted a warm sock, so he wrapped it around a light a light bulb and it hmm. was smoking by the time oh, we found yeah. it, you know, so we like, you need informers every now and mm-hmm. in your house, you just do. And, um, Oh, have mercy. Yes. And so I, the whole tattletelling thing now, uh, <laughs> then they can start doing, then you've got, you know, I just, I love the typecast of kids cause I pretty much have every single one of them. <laughs> Which but, is um, so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's so fun, but, you know, you also talk to the the one who informs the most and maybe excessively mm-hmm. of when inform in, informing right, needs to happen, important. and and instead of getting in the middle of it and and solving it yourself, say, okay, well, why don't you go back and ask him this question, or mm-hmm. tell him this, or ask him nicely, you know, mm-hmm. to do this or her to do that, and um, te- give them words, teach them, teach mm-hmm. them how to converse their way through an uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation, and I think. I think informing is helpful at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a different perspective. You don't, you don't hear that. Oh so, no, you know, you just hear "don't tattle, don't tattle, don't tattle." <laughs> I know. Well, and, and you have to like, and I like how you said at the end there, though, like that if there is one that's mm-hmm. coming to you excessively over every, that's a great opportunity to be like, mm-hmm. okay, now we have a pride issue, <laughs> like, right? You know what I mean? Like now you you're kind of lording over everybody that you're. You or know, you know, have yeah. We, yeah, we have a police officer in our house. Yes, too. and you know the our kid, you know, our kids' hearts are just like ours. They have their, they have their um, issues. They have their struggles, mm. and you know, watching somebody else get in trouble can be a joy to children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like that. And you know, we need to. Um, and you know, you can't. Again, I I really think that. I wanted to be informed, but then it's really my responsibility to deal with what information I have correctly, right? So if I yell and berate the one who's just informed me because um, that kid has come to me the fourth time, I'm not teaching them how to deal or to deal accurately with the what's going on in their heart of wanting to be right all the mm-hmm. time or wanting to see their sibling in trouble. 
Um, and that's that's a hard issue, mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah. I mean, we... Oh, for sure. But there's teaching and training wrapped mm-hmm. into what you're saying about this whole idea of informing. Because I I know that I tend to yell at my you know daughter who's tattling, just don't tattle, like stop. But you know... I don't want to deal with the situation because I'm annoyed with being interrupted and I'm annoyed with the fighting and the hitting, but I'm not Mm. teaching them how to handle the situation. So if you're being informed, I would think that over time that informing would become less when you're teaching them how to handle the conflict. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I I might have, um, you know, a couple excessive tattlers because I'm not teaching them how to handle the situation because I would just irritated and lazy and have my own sin wrapped into theirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you said about being interrupted, I think that's a huge thing, right? We finally get sat down with a cup of tea and a book and a fight breaks out and you're like, (laughs) I'm not even going to. Right. It's it's not about the tattling today. (laughs) It's not about the tattling. It's basically a shove off because Mm -hmm. we're looking after our own needs. So we need to be honest with ourselves. I completely agree with Mm -hmm. that. It's and and I have often said, kids um, to the age of thirteen are physically exhausting. Above that, it's emotionally exhausting. And I think as a mom, if you're not exhausted somehow. Maybe you're a little detached because kids are just little, you know, they just, they are in our homes and they're there for us to help shape and mold. And, Mm -hmm. and again, what's that end result? I want them to see Jesus in the way Mm -hmm. he loves us, right? So I need to love them by teaching and giving them wisdom and tools to cope with as they grow up. And um, ladies, I think we're, we just need to be, we need to count on being exhausted in mm. some way, shape, or form, and we need friends to walk alongside of us. And, you know, this is awful, but um, one of the ways Brad and I would cope, this is awful, but we'd lay in bed at night and just laugh at our kids and all the silliness that they would say and <laughs> the, you know, we'd, we'd say dumb. I hope you wrote some of we'd it down. We'd say because... dumb, you know, oh my gosh, can you believe that they said this? And um, just, it was... It was the way that we blew off steam. We love our kids, of course, and we have done some not great things with them, but God's grace covers all of that. And I think, you know, God knows that we are also, we're also works in progress. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just good to laugh at ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Seriously, we can't take ourselves too seriously. Mm-mm. Actually, I think you're the one that told me that one time when I was in tears and you mm-hmm. came over one time. I remember you saying, like, you need to, like, let mm-hmm. yourself off the hook. Like mm-hmm. you were the one that told me that. And I just remember being like, you're right. I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I can do that. Like what can I control right now? And a lot of it I can't control, you know, <laughs> yeah. but there are some things I can. And well, and I think, and I remember that conversation and part of it was like my, <laughs> she does. Cause there was so yeah, much. Not. No, no, <laughs> but um, you know what? If at the end of the day you have had such a day that your only way of coping is to let them watch a little more TV than than you would usually watch, oh my gosh, let them watch the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yes, we can gear what they want, we can yes. guide what with they wisdom. watch. Yeah, yeah. but with there's so much out there that's actually good, you know, yeah. um, along with the bad. But there, the, you know, we just we have to give ourselves some same time. <laughs> yeah. And there are days when. You just don't think you're going to get to the end of it without somebody being hurt. Yes, <laughs> by me, me included. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. by me or me. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. Um, it, it, we do. We need to be willing to not have the perfect Facebook, mm-hmm. perfect Instagram, perfect home. Yeah. Or, um, you know, this is these are the million mm-hmm. things I did with my children today. You know, mm-hmm. that just didn't Crazy. happen. 
So if you're listening, the whole part of this is that you need to go find yourself a friend (laughs) that is Mm -hmm. ahead of you in years that can like speak wisdom and truth and encouragement um, to you on your journey. And you have to be willing to hear it. Um, And we just really want to encourage you to do that Mm -hmm. today. So go find yourself a Shannon. (laughs) You can't have mine. (laughs) I'll share her with you. Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay. I might cry. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get to share and glean from her, you know, Shannon's wisdom through you. So, so Shannon, you're also someone who's kind of fun and you know that Danette <laughs> and I are kind of crazy about our design. Mm. We love our design. You know, Danette and I like to make rooms pretty and mm-hmm. enjoy things. So um, what is something in your home that you just love? Like what's a space in your home? What's something that brings you joy in your home? Um, Something in my house that brings me joy like a space a a space or or yeah yeah, do you put fresh flowers out or do you like clean counters and you have little cute things you put out do you have music you know what i think um lindsay was so kind and gracious i i threw a surprise party for brad for his 50th it was just a small dinner but i just wanted my centerpiece to be pretty Mm -hmm. and i because i um that's all we were doing was to have having a little dinner and uh, Lindsay graciously came over and um that was fun. Yeah, and I do think because you of the, had all the stuff though. You brought all I the know, stuff. I know, but I just don't put things together. Anyway, but I um and in the way my home is laid out, my kitchen table is always there for mm-hmm. everyone to see and I love having a centerpiece on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that. that. I loved winter. I just kept it pulling the Christmas stuff away from the decorations, oh, you know, yeah, kept and wintry. just kept it wintry. And um, I finally mm. put, I finally put it away. But um, <laughs> yeah, that I think my, I just love my my kitchen table, which Brad gifted me with years and years and years ago. Mm. And um, mm. I, I like the centerpiece and just yeah. So I just sorry that made me think of like, did you and Brad consciously um, sit around the table? With your family when they were younger, we you did. It it has been harder recently. Um, I think even just sitting at an empty table has been hard for me. Yeah, you know, with well, all the now, empty spaces. Yeah, now you just have one at home. Everyone else, but is right. But we still do as much as we can. But he does. He travels half the week and yeah. with soccer and stuff. It, it, that is hard. I. Um, but that was something you did when they were mm-hmm. all at home. We and tried. We tried as much as we could to sit around the table together. That's great. So not only do you like it to look nice, it like brings you, mm-hmm. you know, memories of things. Like and family. you know what? Not just again. So I don't want to present something that wasn't true. Not every, not every dinner sitting was like so much fun and joyful. Right. Right. We and all, we all came with our ickiness and yeah. And you've um, fed them cheese and crackers for dinner. Uh, and you were the one that gave Lindsay that advice, yes, right? Pancakes you told me that. And, it totally yes. That's my kid's favorite meal is breakfast. for dinner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Don't. Toast, uh, yeah, Counts. yeah. I've Toast. even done popcorn before. I'm not gonna lie. Eggs. It's, oh, it's been a rough day. Every every most Sunday evenings is popcorn and a soda. Oh yeah. And if you want something more than that, go Help for yourself. it. Yeah. yeah, knock yourself out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No, I. We don't you have, have great kids. Like I, no, I know they're not sweet. perfect, I like and them. I know that you know they're sinners just like me. But yes. you and Brad have done a great job, and mm-hmm. um, you are very kind. No, and, and I. Uh, I really do want to like encourage you to, if you're listening, to find somebody who's a step ahead of you that you respect and you look at the way they've raised their kids and you know it's not perfect. You know that they've made mistakes and they've learned from them and that's why you can learn from them, you know, mm-hmm. because they're willing to share that part with you. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And I think, you know, just for 
um, women whose kids are like a little bit uh, further along in life, it's an opportunity to serve and to still be involved in ministry. Maybe you've done all of the you know, Awanas, Awanas and, children's. and children's ministries. Maybe you're not doing that anymore, but maybe you could have lunch with a young mom and encourage her. And, you know, oh, yeah. like you I have no idea how life giving that can be to a, a young mom. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're more on my end of things, be, be willing to share the things that didn't work in your home, you know, mm-hmm. your own mistakes, because um, that's encouraging. It it's is. encouraging to allow other people to know that not only did I, I didn't always have all these ideas they came to me over time after things didn't work and Mm -hmm. um and you know i've learned and i've appreciated the wisdom i've heard from other people and that god has given me Mm -hmm. and um it it would be wrong to act as if i always had all of these ideas Mm -hmm. i didn't no and we did things incorrectly sometimes oh okay shannon's gonna write a book one day waiting i keep i keep keep telling her Yeah. Anyways, that'll be a bestseller. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and so, scary. yes, another moral from this, I think, would be to pray for wisdom. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. he says in James, right? He gives generously without mm-hmm. reproach. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's so good. Yes. I love it. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you for inviting me. Mm-hmm.